Welcome to the show. Christina's here with me, and I was just showing her a group, sorry, I don't know what to call it, a group uh, called Life Force Medicine Hat, and it, it's a uh, plan for a council to um, help fix or govern or... Um, I say govern loosely, it's kind of just a grassroots organization to for the betterment of the community. So I just discovered it yesterday, so I'm a little just learning about it, but they do have a website. Um, it's called uh, lifeforcecanada.ca, and they also have a global website um, called lifeforce.cc. So if you're interested, I can share the links as well. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's kind of a return to natural law um, using governance in, in a more sovereign way with, um, oh my God, I'm butchering this really bad. I'm just pulling up these websites. Yeah, so returning to uh, accountability, transparency, unity, prosperity. Uh, the mission is to protect our freedom and our rights. Life Force Canada is part of the Life Force Global Network, Life Force Canada is a platform that is made up of Canadians from coast to coast who have volunteered their time and energy to create the Canadian Restoration Plan, an empowered future for us all. So yeah, when I attended the meeting, it's just um, gathering council positions. I volunteered to do the public relations. So that is why I'm talking about it on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, also, I think it's really neat. So, um, and we are a bit political. So, there's a few notes that I took. I'm just gonna read you the problem. This is their philosophy from their website. As you are well aware, this is a global agenda to destroy the fabric of society. Did you know Canada has never been a country? It is a corporation, and this corporation has now been dissolved. There has never been a constitution in Canada, and it is up to the people of this land we call Canada to create their own constitution based on natural law. Do no harm to others. If you're feeling anxiety, depression, anger, betrayal, or fear regarding the state of our world, or stressing about the future, then Life Force Canada is here for you. At Life Force Canada, we know that no one is safe if we surrender our rights and freedoms. The enemy is not just our corrupt and fraudulent rulers, it is apathy, ignorance, and division. The human race has been divided to weaken and control us. We have been fed lies about our history, our science, our abilities, our rights, our governments, our religions, and our origin. We have been drugged against our will in our water, food, and air. We have been programmed and poisoned against each other to fight amongst ourselves so that we are never so that we never fully realize our own self-worth, our own unique power and individual gifts. We are actually the ones paying to be enslaved, causing doubt and fear and creating a disconnect between our potential and our current perception of reality. I like it. I think it sounds good. When you first mentioned it, I was hesitant, but I think 
I think anything that tries to protect freedoms is usually up my alley. Yeah, as I was reading it, I actually got nervous because I think if you're not, like, if you haven't already explored some of these ideas or you've kind of rejected the counterculture of, like, let's say QAnon, which we've talked about. Or even just, like, conspiracy theories, quote-unquote, in general. Yeah, because this is really speaking to that. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea that there's um, basically elite... uh, leaders who are with a corrupt and um quote-unquote evil agenda and the main idea the counter argument to that idea is that it is there it's like it's impossible for that to happen people aren't that organized is like one of the people aren't that evil or why would someone do that like just sort of and the level of secrecy that, because like the the there's an idea that like oh if that was really happening there's no way that it wouldn't have gotten out because of um, it's impossible to keep that kind of thing under wraps. However, in my understanding of the way things are, and there's one important principle about um, knowledge, and we kind of talked about that trickle down knowledge thing before, which is secret societies and you know, people who have the top tier power understand this um, trickle down idea. And there's a rule system for like knowledge. And basically you're given a position and that position is only allowed to know certain things. So it's like a really like tight check on um, knowledge as well as um, having blackmail and like and people not everybody really knowing why they're doing what they're doing like some a lot of times i think people think oh well the ceos of company wouldn't be that evil they probably aren't they probably don't realize that they're being puppeteered and that they're being told what to do because they think that they're the ceo of the company but there's always somebody even above them mm-hmm. who got them that job in the first place or has been doing that kind of stuff where those people don't even realize that they're doing anything wrong because somebody else is manipulating them, telling them. So, like, nobody really knows what's going on except for, Mm. I would even argue, like, people who are higher than it, like, CEOs of big energy companies, like, Mm -hmm. way, way up there. Oh, yeah, totally. And, like, you know, if we're talking about this kind of stuff on this level, it's, like, there's, like, obviously knowledge of this throughout society on different levels and you can do research there isn't lots of information it's just hard to find that strand and like which ones to pull on and like how deep to go and you Mm -hmm. start to feel crazy when you're just researching randomness and not everybody's interested in it so like you have more important things to do like take care of your family and go to work and pay your bills and do that kind of stuff and they're kind of counting on that that we're too busy and uninterested to even do any of the research I know when I started doing the research, I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, because it's like undeniable when you start doing your own things and start pulling at your own threads. But you have to actually have the time and energy and interest to sit down and do those kinds of things. Yeah, like I've always been interested in like counterculture movements. And I guess, you know, like in high school, I was like, started reading Ad Busters, which is pretty like, like far left, I would say. And it like talks about corporate greed and talks about corruption a lot and that was like when I was quite young and then I went through university and you know started to like critique that um 
that philosophy, I guess, to some extent. And then that's when I adopted sort of that, like, thing where I was like, okay, well, it'd be impossible for, like, all, like, that agenda to be taking place, Mm -hmm. basically. So I kind of stepped aside and, like, you know, I ran my business. I had kids and did all that stuff. Still interested in political stuff, but I kind of turned to the more spiritual things. And there's an idea, too, that when you start doing that, the spiritual work, and you start opening your heart, Mm -hmm. which is a very intuitive thing, and it's, you know, based in love, obviously. And then you go look at the world again from that um, perspective, and then... All of a sudden you see the stuff going on and mm-hmm. you see the way the world is and you, you see greed and and like evilness and everything else for res- what it is. And you yeah. start to resonate with truth more, I think, too. So you can uh, discern yeah. a little bit better when you do take on information. Your filter is clear so you can kind of feel out what's bullshit and what's got truth to it. Whereas without, without any sort of spiritual work, it's hard to tell what's real and what's not. And so you just get frustrated. You just stop doing it. Yeah, there's an like if you if you can raise your intuition a little bit, it can help. Yeah, for sure. And then also, what was I like that as well as so your intuition and um, like the way to have a sovereign mind and the idea of having a sovereign mind is that you know yourself mm-hmm. and you're not brainwashed basically. Mm-hmm. So. And when people think about brainwashing, it's like it's in every whatever programming and music you listen to and like ideas you buy into, books you read. Like there's so many things that influence your idea of what reality is that you might not even be aware of. And when you start to like perceive and look at things objectively. Nobody knows they're brainwashed while they're brainwashed. That's kind of what's frustrating. It's like nobody knows they're brainwashed. Yeah, until, they're like, oh, that seems true. Yeah. It's true. It's not until you come out the other end that you're like, oh my God, I was brainwashed. But nobody could have told me that at the time. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody could have been like, dude, you're brainwashed. I've been like, you're crazy. Blah, 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 blah. But then after doing all the work and coming out the other end, you're like, man, I have no idea why I thought what I thought or why I was doing what I was doing. I was just like on autopilot mm-hmm. and I had no real like foundation for any of my beliefs I was just like doing things willy-nilly and now that I have such a firm foundation for the things that I'm learning and stuff like I'm flexible but now things sprout from that Mm -hmm. rather than everything coming in me just making random decisions based on random pieces of information so yeah well like when I bring up stuff like this I'm always like oh people are gonna think that I'm like crazy and that I'm, like, buying into some crazy idea. And, like, I always feel the need to, like, try and explain or something. But even, like, the description. Like, I can just, like, hear the voices already being, like, mm-hmm. that's just crazy. And, like, I'm not, like, a anarchist. And, like, I'm not, like, even, like, saying, oh, I want to join this um, movement and, um, like, fuck the government. Mm-hmm. It's, like... I know there's a way to, like, work with that system, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, I feel like because the system has been in place for so long and it's so complicated and it's so, like, corrupt, you can't just completely tear it down because, like, things would just be crazy. So, really, it's kind of just, like, starting fresh in a way while, like... Try to change it from the inside out. Yeah. I think it's a lot more helpful than, like, protesting is good for things, too, I guess, but... 
it's like when people are protesting about the oil field and the environmental stuff around it and they're like you should do this and you should do that and then i look online and there's like 30 to 50 jobs in the environmental industry in the oil field mm. and i'm like why don't all those people who are protesting go get jobs in the oil field in the environment and work it from the inside out you mm. know and be able to say who's doing well and who's not doing well and be able to make those those decisions rather than wanting other people to make those decisions for them and yeah, like so, a bit of proactive. Yeah, like kind of getting in there rather than just shouting out at them because that's just not always going to do something. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But I think like getting into the system that already exists and kind of changing things from the inside. Because like you said, if you tear everything down anarchy style, it just creates a vacuum and only evil people try to get into a vacuum. So if you get rid of the current structure, only mm -hmm. something worse will take its place. So we have to like, just, we have something decent. I think it just needs to be tweaked. Yeah, well, there's, um, yeah, all kind of, I agree, kind of. It's like, but it is so big and vast and like hierarchical that it's like, what, rather than entering in at such a low level and trying to impact change, like this sort of thing seems like a good opportunity to exemplify what can be accomplished mm -hmm. like independent of the government um through it's basically it kind of seems like a not-for-profit in a lot of ways like it there is funding available for it and it kind of changes the economy as well um with this sort of thing because like when you enter into something like this it's super focused on local economy and it uses even barter and trade to some extent and it allows for that because um, it sees the value in it mm -hmm. and it also um, one of their main things is like not having debt because when you're in debt uh, you become a slave and so our whole economy is debt orientated mm -hmm. and that's like a huge people so now we have a, most of our population is enslaved to their debt and therefore not free. And then they're forced to work jobs that they might not love and therefore they become unhappy and therefore, you know, they're wasting their lives. Whereas, you know, like say you're a musician and the arts is one area is like the most impacted by this kind of economy because they can never really do the thing that they love and, and make money on it. Mm -hmm. So this sort of... Um, thing this life force this is what we talked about in the meeting last night was that everyone is given the opportunity to do that without having to waste their time trying to make a living or pay their debt so in that I thought that was like a really awesome thing mm -hmm. and I guess in like our regular culture there's like the opportunity to apply for grants and there, there is things that you can do I just feel like you know, it's kind of a competition-based thing, mm -hmm. and it's like it still um, eliminates people from the game, which is okay to some extent. Because, like, you know, if you're not a good artist, why well, should you? Well, a healthy paid? amount of competition, or yeah. like, or you know, everyone can just get a little blue ribbon kind of thing. You know, like yeah. knowing where you stand amongst your peers, mm -hmm. I think is important. Yeah, and then the idea of like, so this this group here you know, clearing debt is what has been, like, um, one of their main um, prerogatives in, like, the new formation of things. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, like, actually really a neat idea. 
and and then being given um, a livable salary. So it's talking about universal income, mm-hmm. which you I think the issue with like the arguments against universal income is that it, um, what is it like eliminates competition or innovation? Um, I guess like for me, some of the like little arguments that I would make would be not everybody is going to use that money properly, you know, like some, like a lot of people are just going to be like, oh, free meth money, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so depending on where that money is coming from, like you were saying, it wouldn't come from taxpayers. Um, well, I think the, cause I think that's kind of the argument from people who pay taxes well, and make more than $15 an hour. It's like they're making it and then giving it away and who's to stop or who's to like, you know, stop somebody from taking that $1,500 a month and spending it all on street drugs. Well, I think if so, if this is like, there's an economy under this organization, like there is a, there is a collection of money in some, mm-hmm. some sense. I, I don't know. Yeah. economic well I'm not saying we should it. discuss it even now but that's one of the arguments yeah and then I think yeah and then I just think yeah I think some of the other arguments are just that people when they're comfortable aren't as innovative and aren't as mm. motivated because I'm even guilty of that too when I'm financially comfortable I'm less determined and motivated for that next or hungry for that next thing because you get comfortable and you get content but I think this um this system is like not just being like I'm a government and here's your money it's more of like a a super community focused thing where you actually have some accountability it's not like here's your money like there would have to be yeah I think there's accountability in it Mm -hmm. like I'm pretty sure it's sort of like everyone in your community has a job and a mission Mm -hmm. and like that so there is like that I think there would have to be something around that because there would be quite a few people, even good people, like not even shitty druggy yeah. people, but like good people were still going to take advantage of it. Yeah. And it's going to stop the people who are making a lot of money and paying all those taxes from wanting to do that. They're going to want to just collect. Well, there's no tiered tax And then everything here, just kind of, yeah, I, I get it. But then what if there are people who want to make more than $15 an hour? You don't you get that opportunity. Yeah, well, I think it'd be more than $15 an hour. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. But still, I, yeah. know, I, get, I know what you're saying. Because, like, I want more than that. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, as an example, let's say, ever, like, you got $80,000 a year, and you had a house, and nothing, you had no debt mm-hmm. either. Like, that's, like, a good salary. Mm-hmm. And, like, do you need more than that? Like, are you, and then, if you do need more, and for what? Because you want a mansion? Or, like, no, the reason why... I think people argue this all the time, but the reason why I kind of want to make a lot of money is because I want to be able to invest in other people's businesses and um, I want to buy real estate and flip houses and I want to travel. You know, it's like I don't really want to match it or anything evil. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take from anybody else, but I want the freedom to be able to do that. Yeah, and and maybe I that's completely fair because I want to do you know, like kind of work that, that capitalist system yeah, to some invest extent back as well. into small businesses. And I just, I and you like would that. invest back into the economy and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not everyone is going to get that salary as part of this plan. Maybe mm-hmm. you already have a solid mm-hmm. Cause like the other system still exists. And mm-hmm. like, if you're making money in that system and it's great, then like yeah. you don't really need to take resources out of that. Totally just speculating. Yeah, like, no, well, as, there'd, there'd, ha- there'd have to be, it's kind of a transitionary thing mm-hmm. to like, it's like a movement and as it grows it keeps growing and the other system coexists so it's like yeah those are good questions to even think about i think there seems to be like a lot of people that could benefit from it though 
Totally. Well, I think with any system, I think it's like, I say, let's try it almost like, even though, even if in my head, I think it's going to fail, you know, like say, I think it's a bad idea instead mm -hmm. of being like, it's a bad idea. We shouldn't do it. Like, let's do my idea. Mm -hmm. I feel like part of me does have that little bit where I'm like, let's try it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, let's try something else, you know, because yeah. I would, I would rather just try everything and see what works then try nothing and never know. Yeah, like, I... I think something like this could happen and could work in small increments. Like, the same with socialism. I think it can work in smaller populations. Mm -hmm. I think it's just hard to do, like, the size of Canada or the size of America or something like that. Well, that's kind of the idea like is that it decentralizes the power and puts all the power into local communities. Mm -hmm. Like, there's um, way less... There's, like, I don't know. There's federal... Not even... I shouldn't even say federal, but there's... It's like a circle thing mm -hmm. is kind of how it's described. So like a, a circle of, it's almost like tribalism, but it's all linked together. Mm -hmm. And then there's bigger there's circles. Cells. I think yeah, there's cells. like a cell, what's it called? There's something like this. It's like little cells in mm -hmm. America mm -hmm. and they go around, they do this kind of stuff and they do like um, sustainable farming and yeah. um, they do like, yeah, their own kind of currency mm -hmm. and, and they do like tours every year and we're everyone meets everyone and everything so. actually yeah that kind of sounds similar and it's probably mm -hmm. like not far off from some of this like why the, the foundation guy, of this the guy who does it his name is Derek Bros oh. on YouTube Derek like, Bros yeah and he does like a whole podcast and he talks about all this kind of stuff but he's American but it's like the same grassroots kind of cell community yeah it's got to be the same mm -hmm. Um, another thing that came up in this meeting was the idea of ratifying yourself. And I, I should have looked up the word ratify. It makes me think of radish when I hear it, which is funny. <laughs> but basically, I think the idea is like, you can, you can do this thing, and it's called ratifying yourself. And you declare yourself a sovereign being in, the, in, the, in a court. And I've known people that have done this. You can go in front of a judge and there's like a way to do it. And, you know, you declare yourself sovereign and and then all of a sudden you're like exempt. And, and there's questions about that too. Like, can you still use 911? Are you still allowed to use the court systems? Yeah, I have like, no idea. What, like how like... far removed do you become? <laughs> yeah. And so ratifying, uh, let's say this government ratifies you from Canadian law. So you don't have to pay taxes? Like, yeah. Pretty sure. Interesting. So that's a thing, and I'm curious about it. For but sure. then does the Constitution cover you still? Or like... Well, actually, I kind of read that. That's the first time I ever read <laughs> their their website. And that the idea that Canada is a corporation, that is true. That's, I, that's true. true. Yeah. yeah. And... I had heard about this concept a long time ago, the stuff about your, like, your birth certificate mm -hmm. is, like, actually, like, a corporate... We're, like, mini corporations, yeah. and we just, like, earn money for the queen, basically, <laughs> and we just, we just earn the money and send it off to her, and we're actually just a corporate, a little corporation. That's a medieval shit. Mm -hmm. um, well, that, I, I think, I mean, I don't have any facts or resources on this or anything, but I have seen it around, and um, apparently it happened, like, a long, long time, like, quite a long time ago when they decided to do that like even before Canada became a country I think oh okay so I like totally that's why I looked up the word and it's rat 
ratify, not ratify. I thought you were saying ratify the whole time. Oh, good, because yeah. that's the word. Okay. And it's a verb, and it means to sign or give formal consent to a treaty, contract, or agreement, making it officially valid. So, yeah, so this organization is looking to rat- ratify itself, which becomes legitimate and valid. Yeah, both countries were due to ratify the treaty by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when I heard about this, it reminds me a lot of, like, I don't know if tribalism is the right word, but, like, sort of, like, a return back to, like, tribes mm-hmm. and, like, creating tribes and then operating under that power as opposed to... I think what I like about it is that both systems would still exist because something I... Even though I don't love it, I think it's fair that, like, people are so used to this system and I think people should have the right to live how they want. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I I think if people want to stay in this system and that's their choice, Mm -hmm. then they should be able to do that because not everybody wants to live this way. Do you know what I mean? Right. You're going to get pushed back either way, but I think that to have both would be nice because then you could have people who want to live in the regular system and pay their taxes and go to work and do their thing. And, and you could also have people who didn't want to and they could have, like, an outlet for the type of life that they want to lead to. I just don't like the idea of, like, tearing everything down and replacing no. it with something else. That's a good point, yeah, because, like, then it wouldn't work anyways because people that would you're then be have the other half forced, well, people would be forced, you know, say you're an accountant and you have no reason to want to do this, all your money's in the stock market. Well, like that's that. sort of the thing that you were saying, like, what if this over, say this thing were to become a whole government or whatever, and mm-hmm. somebody was like, okay, you're the accountant, you make $16, there's nothing else you can do about it. It's like, for me, that would be worse than what I'm doing now. If I were, that'd be worse for me than... Right. Then the system, I'm work, I'm able to work within the system now and at least still run my business yeah. and stuff. If somebody else had to dictate to me where, where I was working, how long I was going to be working, and how much money I was going to be making, that would be, you'd be like be in prison. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. If it was against your will, I mean, you know, if you wanted oh, totally, to, if you yeah. wanted to, then it's all cool. But if it's anything against your will, it feels like slave, it feels like slave. Oh yeah, totally. So, and then there's like the, the toxic things that come out of that like relationship everything mm-hmm. totally has to be consensual yeah. and, and agreed upon mm-hmm. but yeah it's a neat idea especially for those who are you know don't have a place in society mm-hmm. to like find a purpose and and you want to go place. back to that kind of like easy less rigid there's someone over overbearing government like i don't like an overbearing government yeah. But I do like government. I just like small government. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing about this um, organization is kind of like um, the the project element. So like projects and goals for this thing is t- for sustainable gardening mm-hmm. and like sustainable food, like food security, mm-hmm. water, environmentalism, mm-hmm. like permaculture and... Um, like homelessness and like obviously like dealing it's like an effort to clean up like the worst parts of Mm -hmm. society I feel like which is like what there's a saying that's like your society is only as strong as the people at the bottom of it Mm -hmm. and so you know with this growing population of like of like poverty basically Mm -hmm. it's like it's and it's getting worse and worse uh arguably now i'm assuming that employment's through the roof mm-hmm. it is worse so that's gonna be like you know that's gonna collapse society all on its own people are gonna start getting angry so at least 
there's something like this would like provide a remedy for that as well as injecting like health back into the community so. well and it is also like because like i always say i always make the argument for i wish people wouldn't just tell the government to do things for them because they're just not going to so i'd like that like small groups of people are looking to make change in areas that like blind spots of the government because mm-hmm. like we can beg the government all day to clean this up and do that and do this but if they're not going to then we should just do it you know it's our neighborhood it's our community these are our neighbors too so it's yeah. nice that people have taken it among or taken it upon themselves to like see where the government isn't able to reach and just isn't able to do it because even a lot of like the programs and the grants and stuff that we talk about people in our community created them mm-hmm. you know what i mean the government is usually there if you ask them for money but like the people in the community are the ones who have to create the programs create create the grants create the the networking so it's like the government can't do all of that for you so i like little things like this where it's just like regular people trying to do it because i think it's it's about time that i think the population took on some of the responsibility for yeah like take the power back. yeah exactly like, it's not all the government's fault but how shitty things are going like we're equally as to blame and if we want things to get better we should take on equal amounts of accountability well so yeah self-responsibility mm-hmm. and then like um yeah that victim mentality which mm-hmm. i think yeah victim mindset totally just needs it's to easy be- to sit at home and be like the government should do this and the government should do that and it's like yeah but they're not going to so maybe you should do it well i'm not i don't want to do it <laughs> you know it's like yeah, so at least, you know, if this thing can get pulled together and maybe start doing some, making some positive changes in the community, it's like, you know, all in all, no matter what the philosophy is and whether you agree with it or not, it's like, if it's adding positive um, impacts to your community, then, you know, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. How many people were at this meeting? Uh, it's just, they're forming the council right now, so it was only eight people. Okay. Um, eight is a good number, though. Yeah, there's 23 in the group. It's on this, um, there's like a link to, um, they're using this website GeForce, which is kind of like funny if you go to it. I'll share the like links and stuff to it. Maybe uh, they should check the Slack. Would Slack maybe. be good for them? I don't know why it's on GeForce. I think it has something to do with privacy and censorship. Because oh, okay, yeah. um, I, th- I, th- I think that's a big issue mm-hmm. as well. Um, just because um, it's all about freedom and things like that. But um, and they use a Proton Mail email too, which Proton Mail is encrypted email mm-hmm. based in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, so that group on GeForce has like 23 members in it. Uh, yeah. So oh, that sounds neat. I found some other people. I mean, I've been talking about it. Uh, it's definitely worth. I'm curious to check it out, right? Well, and I feel like you can't knock something if you're not doing anything. You know what I mean? Like, how can you be mad at people who are like, we're gathering to make the community better? It's like, mm-hmm. fuck you guys. Like, Well, it's just the thinking and it's the idea of truth. Well, it's like, oh, they're all crazy. So Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, you're not doing anything, though. Not, not, not our listeners necessarily, but people who go around like just like shit on people who are like, let's mm-hmm. gather and organize and try to create something. It's like people always shit on those people. But I think even if you don't agree with them or their policies or what they're doing, it's like... Instead of shitting on them, create your own group, you know, and organize in your own way and try to create the change that you want to see instead of being like, those people shouldn't be doing that. I hate when people gather and create goodness in my community. Yeah, and I think, you know, as the world unfolds and, like, truth kind of comes out, and that's the thing about truth. Truth always comes out. Mm -hmm. So even if there's something buried deep underground deep state whatever 
if it's bad and it's not good, it'll come out. So that's kind of what I trust in like all of this stuff. So like I always take information with like, you know, I'm open to change my perspective with new evidence and things like that. But I think there is some good evidence to suggest that there's like definitely terrible things going on and, and, uh, yeah. So I think there'll just be more of that and with this virus and, governments and well it's all it'll all just come out i know mm-hmm. is kind of the idea and i think it's like gaining traction too and there's a idea too about like um what is it critical mass mm-hmm. so the critical mass is like at some point it'll be impossible not to notice yeah like at some point everyone around you is going to be talking about it you're going to start seeing it online like at some point it'll become too it'll be like the elephant in the room yeah and the other side of the coin is going to start to look crazy because so many people are and i would argue that even when i look at kind of random polls and stuff even in thousands of people people are, are polling that they're they're there's things that people are already quietly thinking a certain mm-hmm. way and it's just a matter of time before people are, have the confidence to be able to talk to their friends about it and share about it online and people are just going to start seeing this truth I guess whatever that mm-hmm. means I think people are going to start to see it so much that it'll be like hard to be like you're crazy it's like yeah we're all just totally nuts yeah you know like it doesn't make any sense so well my friend posted an article today about like the how the pandemics we're pretty much just going to be in a state of pandemic now That's forever bloomberg said that was bloomberg yeah, it was, yeah like, it, was, it was like this is never going to end even if you have the vaccine the new virus will get you and i was like no, what's the point like well and that's kind of just what i kind of came to that conclusion a while ago i was like oh there well, as soon as the new variants came out and i was like oh so my shitty, god maybe we should just let nature wipe us all out and start over if things are so bad and where we suck so much and the whole world <laughs> just needs to like everyone's just mad and angry i'm like why not just let's just let the virus just wipe us all out may the weakest or may the strongest men survive and we'll just repopulate the earth after that you know like a good old plague yeah you know like obviously you want to protect your vulnerable populations i get it that'd be cruel and wise but to live in this nature's cruel you know nature's cruel but you know Imagine, it's is, like it's your kid, you're it, not going to be No, like... but my point is, is that we wouldn't be the ones picking and choosing. It would be like it'd be like a tsunami. The tsunami doesn't like be like, oh, can you get your kid out of the way? Oh, take your old people home. No, the tsunami just rushes through. Well, I think... I'm not saying it's a moral standpoint. I'm just saying that would have, that's what would happen in the olden days. Like, oh, would just wipe yeah. everyone out, leave the strongest behind. Yeah, well, and we've evolved. And they would evolved. Just slowly, <laughs> slowly repopulate the earth. There's no way people... Like, because of the fear factor. So it's like, you know, to to impose that or to, to suggest that to a fear-based population. Like, if, if there was, like, you know everyone was like getting healthier and like we all understood our immune systems mm-hmm. and like I like I'm willing to get coronavirus like I'm not scared of it so it's like yeah I'm okay with it too and I'm willing to live my life as normal at this point because mm-hmm. I don't want to keep because like imagine that tra- I always think about like storylines and narratives it's like the trajectory of this is literally insane if you think about it like now it's like it's like some weird it's like some terrible dystopia future mm-hmm. where everyone's in hazmat suits because the air is so f- polluted and we can't breathe our own already... polluted air anymore. The waterways are poison. Everything's GMO. I don't know if you've read Oryx and Crake by Margaret Atwood, but that was like 
that's an interesting read. No, I haven't. She's yeah, it's like every all the animals are like GMO, like weird things. Most humans have died yeah. at this point, and there's like clone cloning and stuff going on. But well, it's like people saying that these vac- vaccine passports are just conspiracies. No, that'll never happen. And I'm just like, we're so close to that. Like a oh. year ago, people were like, that's not happening. And I'm like, they're literally talking about it. I've already had one of my friends in like kind of a we we're talking about vaccinations or whatever. And he was like, well, then I have the right to kick you out of my house if you're not vaccinated. And kind of, like, kicked me out of his house. And I was like, but it kind of, like, make a point. And I was like, I don't have to, like, I think you're being ridiculous. But, like, so we're already getting to a point where friends are like, you don't have the vaccination, you can't come in. Oh, my God. So what's going to happen when we get to that point where where we're literally so divided that if you're not vaccinated, you can't come to my house or, like, you can't come go to a store or, like... Um, apparently the Alberta government passed or there's like legislation now for um like parents to become liable if kids don't have the vaccine Mm -hmm. so um i only made a quick note because it came up in the meeting i haven't researched it or anything but that's another thought too and i just thought we had like some sort of medical autonomy you know like i thought i could decide what i did with my body and like i thought i could make medical decisions for myself and my family like that used to be how it was you know like you had the the power to like assess your situation, decide but what the, you wanted to do, and other people wouldn't have to know your decision. Well, the vaccine debate has been like ongoing now, and it's like, um, at, like in Australia, they made it so you couldn't send your kid to a public school if if they weren't vaccinated. It's basically saying like, sorry, it's like it's just like strong arming parents mm-hmm. to do so in order for them to fit into society. I'm sure they'll do that here too. Yeah, and I can see that happening with COVID for sure. And I think there'll be certain countries too. I don't think it'll be like, oh, you won't be able to leave Canada without a vaccine, but there'll yeah. be certain countries you won't be able to get into. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm and I'm not like full on anti-vaccine. Uh, like, I'm, like my kids are vaccinated and I've been vaccinated and I don't like measles, blah, 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 whatever. Like I get it. Oh well, yeah, get your I measles, get your science. tetanus, get your like, there's some vaccines that are necessary i think for sure yeah yeah. you know and then but it's like then there's this one that's been rushed through on kind of an agenda and a market's been created by a whole bunch of like corporate pharmacy scientist guys and we're all just like yeah yeah and i'm sorry but bill gates i have him and jeffrey epstein being buds is not a cool idea for me i'll just say that dad was on the board of the beginning of Planned Parenthood, too, when Margaret Steinger or whatever was still mm-hmm. running it, when it was, like, population yeah. control. Yeah, that but he's Bill, been linked to... That was Bill Gates' dad. He's always been into population control. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Look at it. Look interesting. It I... Bill Gates Sr. and uh, Planned Parenthood. You guys can look it up, too. It's really interesting. Yeah, so then there's, like, yeah, those kind of agendas, and I'm like, yeah, it's, like, Bill Gates and, and that. They're not the only ones that came up with vaccinations or whatever, but... You know, the I don't know. I'm just like, I have no interest in taking it at this point in time until it's like a solid vaccine. Like, it's not even that effective. You have to go get another one. It doesn't even protect against new variants. Like, and I'm not going to keep you injecting still have to wear myself. A mask. Yeah. You still have to do everything. It doesn't give normal. me freedom. You can so. still catch COVID, which is like. Like, yeah. I know people, it's like, even, I know it's a different type of vaccine, but like people who got, like, even flu vaccines and stuff, like, nothing is 100%. You could still catch COVID and give it to somebody, even if you've been inoculated. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make me sad. 
But anyway. Yeah. So, and like I actually read in that Bloomberg article today, it was like, you know, in the grand scheme of pandemics, um, as far as like how many it kills, COVID's killed four in every 10,000 people, as opposed to like the Spanish flu, which was like, and I don't remember the stat, but it was like, it was a much higher. It was like obviously more alarming. Like, mm-hmm. on a, like it's like, well, and their hygiene was way down back then too. Like they were only having like weekly baths, oh, monthly yeah. baths. No, nothing had been sanitized ever. <laughs> yeah. And like even sanitizing is like in certain areas, like to prevent the spread makes perfect sense. Like in yeah. hospitals and, and like places where there's lots of traffic in and out. I'm like, okay with that. Totally. I'm also okay with people staying six feet away from me in the grocery store. That mm-hmm. can stay. Don't mind that. Mm-hmm. I don't like the directions though. That's, I don't shop like that. No, I'm me neither. If anything, I do the opposite just yeah. to be annoying. Yeah. And, and to freak like, out the, the people like, <laughs> don't know what to do. And like, I already kind of live in my, in my like little dreamland when I'm like shopping. I like I love going shopping and I like, even from the get-go, I was going down the wrong aisle just by accident. Yeah, I, I, didn't notice, attention. I didn't even notice them for a long time. And then I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be following these stupid little things. Yeah, which... It feels, like, it, it feels like I'm in Idiocracy, though. Like, I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have seen it. Is that Luke Wilson? Yeah, but it's like, it's... Yeah, and it's supposed to be this, like, weird future, but it's like, some, some of it just seems so real now that I'm like... It's kind of a scary movie, actually, now, if you watch it. Idiocracy is really good. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, but they had, like, lines on the floors where people had to stand, and, like, they had, like, yeah. all these, like, weird things, and, like, the TV was completely, like, dumbed down, which is, like, reminds me of our television now. And, it is. And yeah. they had, like, barcodes, and it was that kind of thing, and oh, um, yeah. and they were watering all their plants with Gatorade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all, I haven't seen it since, I don't know, what, what year did that come out? I 90s. In the 90s. Late 90s, probably. Yeah, so I would have been, like, probably a preteen when I watched yeah. it, but... Um, Watch that. That's a good one. Yeah, interesting. It's basically a documentary. Basically a documentary. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to wrap it up now. So I will put the link to the this place, and you guys can check it out if you're interested. Um, I shared the links and everything else. Um, yeah, so that's all I got for now. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.